0: We are on Chagiga Yates Ahmed Bez, 19b, in the Art School of Gemara. We have a few lines left just to cover the, uh, the rest of the page, the rest of the daf. But in order to do these few lines, we have to go back to the Mishnah, which was on Yates Amir Beis on 18b. If you recall, there are three parts to the Mishnah. The first part to the Mishnah just says that there's a requirement to wash your hands. You have to wash your hands... Um whenever you want to have just regular food, which the Mark explains that that's referring to uh bread. Just any bread you have to wash your hands for that. For mice or sheni, for food that is brought the crop that is brought to you For Truma, which is the crop that's given to the coin. For Corba uh, and for korbanos um you and for um For, uh, korbanas, when it comes to sacrifices, you have to put your hands in a mikvah, and also mechatas. And also, a a specific type of a korban requires something else. But the first part, first part of the Mishnah discusses washing your hands or putting your hands into a mikvah. The second part, there are three parts, the second part discusses that when you go to the mikvah, you have to have the uh, intention that it's, that it's there to, um, to make you pure, either to eat from anything that you're, you you want to eat, from just the regular food, the regular bread, or for this or shenny, or for truma, whatever it is that you want to eat. Um, so then you have to have that intention in mind. And if you have something which is on a lower level, instead, let's say just for regular bread, that going to the mikvah, your hands do not become pure for anything that is on a higher level, like or shenny or truma, Anything like that. That is the second part of the Mishnah, and the third part of the Mishnah uh, discusses a different topic also, which is that if you if you're somebody who uh, generally just uh, is, it's only necessary for you to follow a certain level of and tar of purity and impurity because you're somebody who just has regular food. You don't eat truma, or you're somebody who doesn't follow really any. You don't know any of the laws. So then. Certain people, if you go to their home or whatever it is, you have to be careful that you shouldn't touch necessarily their clothing because their clothing might be impure, that even if they have they follow a certain level of purity because that's what they eat. They only eat a certain level, so then somebody who's on a higher level has to be careful because by their standards, they the people that they're with might be viewed as impure. Those are the three different levels. What's important here is that when a client when it came to the first when it came to the those are the three parts. So when it comes when it came to the first part of the Mishnah, the Gemara already pointed out that there is a machlokas. There's a dispute between Rav Meir and the Rabbanon as to whether Maiser Sheni and Chulin have the same status or that there's more of a stringency when it comes to Maiser Sheni. Again, Maiser Sheni is the crop that you bring in, you eat in Yerushalayim, and so Rav Meir was of the opinion that uh, they're really the same. That it doesn't. We don't even require you to wash your hands when it comes to um, Chulin, both regular food and to meiser sheni, while the chachamim, the the majority, the rabbis, they're of the opinion that no, there is a distinction between meiser and chulin, that there is such a distinction, and that's with regards to the first part of the mishnah that there's a dispute whether there's uh, there's a again for for the dispute between the and the the rabbanon and the rabbis. Their dispute is with regards to regular food, not necessarily for bread, but they have a dispute as to whether Meissner Shani requires washing your hand or not. That Rameer's, is, is of the opinion that you should wash your hands, Rameer says you do not have to wash your hands when it comes to Meissner Shani. The Gemara now, what it's going to do is, when it comes to the second part of the Mishnah, and the third part of the Mishnah, there seems to be a contradiction within the Mishnah whether it's following the opinion of Rameer or following the opinion of the Rabbanan. Rav Meir says that we aren't concerned with regards to Meisr Shani. Shani has the same status as regular food. Maybe not for bread, but with regards to all other regular food, they have the same status. The Rabbanon are of the opinion that no, Meisr Shani has a different status than regular food. And we're going to see that when it comes to the second part of the Mishnah, and the third part of the Mishnah, there seems to be a contradiction as to whether or not we require uh, Meisr Shani has a different status than regular food. So let's see this in the Gemara. The Gemara asks, who is the author of our Mishnah? And it says, Rabbanan he, it must be, it's the Rabbanan, as opposed to a mayor, it's the rabbis, the majority of the rabbis. Why? Because they distinguish between Chulan and Mishnah, and the Gemara said, the Gemara first quotes the Mishnah, the Mishnah says in the second part of the Mishnah, that if you go to the mikveh with intention of just having regular food, so you're allowed to have that regular food, you're allowed to have bread, but you're not allowed to have maishr shenya. you would be forbidden to have maishr shani, this crop that you eat when you bring to Yerushalayim, and you eat it in Yerushalayim. Now that clearly shows that there's a distinction between regular food, between bread and maishr shani. But a but what about the last part of the Mishnah, the third part of the Mishnah, over there it says, big day amar, it's midrash and big day midras, truma. Over there it says that, when it comes to somebody who's just not knowledgeable um, and they don't know the laws of purity and impurity, so then somebody who just, who just wants to have regular food, regular bread, they have to already be concerned for such a person that they'll become impure because of it. But then it says that even for a person who is stringent with regards to regular food, or they not stringent, but they, they know the laws, so then somebody who eats truma has to be careful. It says so somebody who eats truma has to be careful. But it doesn't mention any, anything about Meisr Shani. It leaves out Meisr Shani. So that seems to imply like Osan the Meir, and It seems to imply that chulin and Maishr, regular bread, regular food and Meisr are put together. So Reisha Rabbana and Vesefer So the Gemara asks, is it possible to say that when it comes to the second part of the Mishnah, that's following the opinion of the Rabbana? When it comes to the third part of the Mishnah, that's following the opinion of mayor who says that Ma'aser Sheni does not have any elevated status. So Gemara gives two answers. The first answer that Gemara gives is in yes, Rish Rabanan There is a distinct, there's a, different authors for different parts of the Mishnah. Different parts of the Mishnah discussing different topics uh, entirely. I mean, it's all within the the, the general uh, broad topic of purity and impurity of Tumantara, but the ideas are very independent. And you could say that the the second part of the Mishnah is following the Rabbanon. And even also the first part of the Mishnah is following the Rabbanon. But the end part of the Mishnah could be following Rav Meir. The Gemara then says, that's one answer. The second answer that the Gemara gives is no. Alternatively, what you could say is that the third part of the Mishnah really... You have to. he he says that there was something missing and you have to really add in Shani, That Shani. Really, the entire Mishnah is like the Rabbanon. The entire Mishnah is like the uh, rabbis, the majority of the rabbis. And just like the first part of the Mishnah and the second part of the Mishnah are like the rabbis, so to the third part of the Mishnah is like the rabbis. And, oh, we asked that you left out Maishr Shani. It skipped Maishr Shani in the third part. No, we have to put it in that uh, something was missing and really uh, you should stick it in. And the Rabbanon is really the author of the entire Mishnah, not Rameer, but rather the Rabbana. Okay, that concludes the Daaf of Utesim of 19, and we will begin the week with, um, with Chagigachav Amiralv.